Who's Michelle? I don't know. <laughs> or am I the Michelle? Evie can be Kelly. I mean, maybe I'm Evie forgotten. Evie probably one. be Beyonce, wouldn't she? Oh, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> so, how was your month? It's been okay. I don't really feel like it's been that productive, if I'm honest. <laughs> <laughs> productive. No. I just think, you know, January, mm. it's a bit, yeah. It's a bit of a meh month. Yeah, I mean, we did a couple things. Went to the cinema a good few times. Took Noah to see the new Piss and Boots movie. Yeah, that was good. Um, I had to take him for a pee like <laughs> twice during the movie, and I was just thinking, God, when I have children, this is gonna be annoying. Yeah, it is annoying. And the second time, he tried to drag me into the men's toilet as well. Yeah, because he's cool like that. And I was like, absolutely not. He was just testing his boundaries. Yeah, well, he didn't get me to go in there, so I won. Yeah, that's it. Now he knows not to f with you. Yeah, I'm the cool. I'm the cool aunt. You are a cool aunt. Um, so yeah, that was really nice to spend a day with him. We saw a movie called Unwelcome, which is probably one of the worst movies I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. Um, <laughs> we also saw The Whale, which is Brendan Fraser. You must have heard about it. If you yes. haven't, you're living under a rock. Get to know him. <laughs> oh, my God. What a crazy-ass movie. Just literally was sat there. Like, I feel like if I was at home, I'd be sobbing. But I was just sat there watching it. At one point, there was just literal tears just falling down my face because it just got me in my heart. Right in feels. So that was really good. And it was the Super Bowl yesterday, which was great. Really good game. Halftime show was great as well. Rihanna, it was nice to see her back. I wanted the Eagles to win. Sadly, they did not. But oh. it, was, it was only three points in it, though. Oh, that's all right, isn't it? I haven't actually asked Ian. So Ian watched it. I went to bed. Did he? That's probably why he's napping right now. Well, that's exactly why he's yeah. napping right now. He's got the day off. He's gone, gone back to bed. Nice. That's what me and Ash are doing. But I went to bed. I can't. I can't even stay up past ten o'clock on a good day, let alone. <laughs> <laughs> I would have had to have had a tactical nap. It would have been. That's yes. what I'm saying. You have to go. We went for a nap around eight o'clock and then woke up about half ten, and then nice. styled it out. Styled it out. See, that's what I did last year because we had our party last year. Our little, our little shindig. Our little shindig, didn't we? To watch it last year, but I wasn't that well prepared for this year. I definitely don't have any leave left. So, yeah, my month, I haven't done a great deal, to be honest. Well, it was Rob's birthday. We just had mum's birthdays. We had a nice curry. And that was really lovely just for us to hang out as a family and (laughs) Robbie go mad over cupcakes. So Noah accidentally dropped one of the cupcakes and then obviously asked for another one. And then Rob just got so mad about it. He was like... No, Mom, he was like, don't... no, don't give him one. No, they're ours. <laughs> and I was just like, excuse me, you're not going to eat eight cupcakes between you. Oh, well, oh, maybe. I mean, maybe. But it was doing no harm giving Noah another one, which he demolished in the back of the car on the way home. Nice, okay. And I didn't expect, because normally he just eats the buttercream and yeah. gives like gives me a licked bit of cake. Disgusting. <laughs> so disgusting. But he didn't. I, heard, I turned around and said, are you enjoying that? No. He went, yeah. And started giggling. Like, mad giggling. <laughs> I was like, oh, gosh. <laughs> and put you to bed when we get home. It's going to be exciting. But, yeah. Essentially, I've not really done anything. Oh, no. That's a lie. I've got more tickets. You have. Yes. I've got more tickets. Did you get more tickets? No. Did you not? Did you I am against it in the end? Oh, oh yeah. Sometimes. But. 
I'm definitely going. <laughs> and I'm so excited. So Royal Blood, all of a sudden there was just this random post on Concord 2's Instagram in Brighton that just yeah. said Royal Blood. And I literally nearly weed myself when I saw it. <laughs> Sent a screenshot straight to Shannon. I was like, oh my God, what's happening? What's happening? What's happening? And she was like, I don't know. How do, how do we find out? I was like, I've already signed up for the emails. Do not worry. I will tell you. It's fine. And then we find out that it's one of the On the Beach series. And Royal Blood are doing a show on the beach at the end of July. I'm so excited. It's going to be so fucking good. I Mm -hmm. cannot wait. And it's this year as well, which is nice. summer. Yeah. I've got a busy old summer. Oh, what's I going on a hen do? Yeah. In August. So I've got that. And then the following weekend... Gone on a Hindu. Oh my god. Right. So you go in on multiple Hindus this year? Two. Well, the other one hasn't nothing happened with it yet. Oh. So there's no but the weddings are one month after each other. Oh. So the okay. first wedding and the first Hindu have been arranged. Oh. But I'm very excited. We're going to I can't wait. Bet you can't. No. I can't I, that I'm kind of just makes me feel very awkward. I mean it I'm makes honest. me feel awkward, but I'm more excited about things that have been planned around it okay for the hen okay i shan't say too much just in case just in case so we might we're gonna have to bleep out that word i won't say it again because then you have to bleep it out again (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so i'm doing that that's exciting very excited nobody knows what you're doing so i'm doing a thing for a hen do submit just like message us what you think Sam's doing. The most ridiculous thing, the better, please. Yes, Go please. on, guesses. Or oh, wrong answers only. That would be. Yeah, wrong answers only. Anyway, right. Shall we do albums? Let's do this. Yeah. So, my first one is actually an EP. So, it'll be short, short and sweet. So, it is by Skylar and it's called I'd Step on Lego for You. Oh, that's cute. So it's only five songs, 13 minutes, 13 seconds. So never heard of her before, but obviously the title of this EP grabbed my attention. And I was like, okay, that's quite a bold statement. That really means that you love that person if you're going to step on Lego for, for. Yeah. Or a so, Monopoly house. Oh, God. Slash hotel. The pain of the pain. that. Yeah. So, yeah, that just grabbed my attention. But (laughs) she is a 19-year-old singer-songwriter from London. Apparently, she's become quite popular on TikTok. I think she's got nearly, like, 400,000 followers. So she's got quite a lot. And this is only her second EP as well. So she is quite new. But, yeah, this EP is it's pop through and through with a very British feel. When I was, like, researching into it, people... Kept saying like Britpop, but to me, Britpop is very like blur, oasis kind of stuff. And this is a bit more poppier for me. Okay. I don't know if I've got that wrong, but Britpop to me is kind of like. Yeah, they're definitely Britpop. The anti grunge British thing. Republica. Yeah. Would we say garbage was Britpop? Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. So I I didn't know if that was right, but yeah. So I've just gone. It's pop with a very British feel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she so she sings, but she all also does that very like British talking thing, you know, like Lily Allen kind of yeah. did back in the day, or um, Kate Nash. Yeah, there you go. But actually, they're really posh. I don't know if Skylar's actually posh. Who knows? But yeah, so she does the British talking thing which adds like a sort of charm and quirk to her music. Kind of reminded me, you know, like Willow Kane, but way more poppy. The running theme throughout is about sort of appreciating ourselves, even if others don't. So, you know, it's a feel-good project. And what more do you kind of want from a pop EP? Sometimes it is slightly a bit too poppy for me, but I do understand the appeal. And yeah, just intrigued to see what she's going to do in the future. So... Yeah, if you want to feel good, short EP, this will be right up your street. Sounds right up my street, to be fair. Yeah, again, slightly a bit too poppy sometimes for me, but... Probably fine for me, then. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, so the songs I liked were Hair Tie and To the Girl That Gets Him Next. Oh, is that a nice song? Um, it's again uh, kind of about like, well, they didn't appreciate me. Or, oh no, it's more of a, you just need you to know. take him, yeah. Your He's problem now. a bit of a shit. <laughs> Your problem now, see ya. <laughs> Enjoy. So my first one is Sam Smith, Gloria. Okay. So it's 13 songs, 33 minutes and 10 seconds. I've never listened to a whole Sam Smith project before, mm-hmm. but... I love the singles that have been released so far, so I thought I'd give it a little go because yeah. they were quite dancey. I, I just hoped that that's what this would be. Okay. So I love their voice and I love the message, which is essentially to be yourself. And the album sees them almost kind of having a word with themselves as well as other people, like ex-lovers, and kind of reflecting on experiences and relationships also being quite vulnerable and feeling that they're not able to kind of talk about pain that they've suffered in love because of the stigma around being gay. Yeah. There's loads of interludes that kind of reference gay culture. So there's like Julie Garland singing over the rainbow. There's an extract from a TV interview from the Gay Pride March in New York in the 70s. So there's lots of that kind of stuff going on. It is a good pop album, and it moves from kind of ballad to dance tracks. And there's like a twang of what I call modern R&B. Yeah. That being said, it's not particularly for me. Okay. I'm unlikely to listen to it as an album. Like I said, I really wanted it to be like a dance banger. Because mm-hmm. like, that, especially um, Unholy, like yeah. that is a dirty banger. Like mm-hmm. it is got everything going for it. And I just... I hoped that the whole album would be a bit like that. Yeah. If you like Sam Smith and you like old Sam Smith, and like it's kind of like a merge of the two, I suppose. But it's just not not really for me. That being said, there are some tracks that I really liked. Yeah. So there's No God, Unholy, which features Kim Petras, Gimme, which features is it Coffee or Kofi? I think it's Coffee, isn't it? and Jesse Reyes and I'm Not Here to Make Friends which is Sam Smith, Calvin Harris and Jesse Reyes yeah that's that's all I gotta say about that but I guess their past record though has been a bit yeah Yeah. because have you heard the conspiracy well it's not a conspiracy but it's like people say that they've never seen Sam Smith and Adele in the same room together (laughs) yeah so what they've done is like taken Adele singing and like pitched it down. And apparently when you pitch her voice down, it sounds like Sam Smith. And when you pitch Sam Smith's voice higher, sounds like Adele. That's apparently. Weird. So That's weird. conspiracy that they I'm might sure be the same about that. Yeah. So fun fact for you. <laughs> They could be the same person. Who knows? Yeah, no. So, my next one is by a group called 87 Dance, and the album is called Colour Paper Hotel. So, it is 14 songs, 44 minutes, 42 seconds. So, I actually spoke about them this time last year, but it was an EP that they had released. So, it's really cool that they've now released a full project. So if you didn't listen to that episode, they are a Korean band based in Seoul. Same as their EP. I couldn't find any reviews or anything about them when I Googled. Oh, I hate it when that happens, but I'm also quietly intrigued when it happens. I know, but I just thought this was the issue I had last year. So I thought, you know what, years passed. That it's a full project, full length project. Maybe there will be something. No. Yeah. Again, there's like a Fred Perry interview that they did. I don't know if I mentioned that, but that's old. So anyway, it's very similar vibes as their EP. There's funk, dream pop, a lot of 70s vibes in there again. Overall, I would say it's very like neo-soul. Lovely. But there's definitely elements that they've delved into that's new for them. Some songs have like rap verses, which was really unexpected but it fits really well over the sort of dream pop funk 
production. There's a few really cool guitar solos in some of the tracks. They've really honed in on that kind of funky guitar vibe um, on this project. Almost, I don't want this to put anybody off, but there's some guitar solos that feel a little bit like Queen-esque. Okay. I know that sounds a bit random, but hopefully once you hear it, you'll understand. Yeah, there's elements that sound a bit more poppy as well, but still has this really funky, cool feeling about it. I just think that they just sound so cohesive. Even with all of these different elements being chucked in, it still goes so well together. Okay. And yeah, just the production and everything just sounds so polished. And I love the use of retro vibes with a mix of the modern stuff and it's just cool that they're showing a variety of what they can do because I know when I first started listening to the album I was like okay this kind of sounds like their EP it sounds like an extension of it Mm. but actually once you go further in you can see how they have like developed and again they've you know incorporated all these different elements into it as I said the production's really good there's certain songs that have different layers of sounds and instruments but it doesn't feel overwhelming it Seems like it's mixed really well. Only annoying thing is on Spotify, the last song is called Origami. It's grayed out. You can't listen to it for some reason. That's weird. So technically, I've not actually listened to the full album because I've gone. But other than that, I really, really, really enjoyed this album. I do love this band a lot. So again, I'm just glad that I came across them last year. When I was speaking to Ash about it, it's really strange that again, you're not hearing or like seeing anything about them. Like even when you Google, there's no nothing. I quite like that. But like, is it not just again, strange that we live in this like culture that if they're not singing or speaking in English, 100%, like people just automatically don't listen to it. And I know I've been you know guilty of doing that I know I struggle with songs that are completely in another language yeah it is difficult I think there is a a, almost a barrier there you can't if you can't understand what's being said and I think I think it depends on whether you know any of the language so like French rap for example yeah if there's a rapper, which I hear quite a lot, if there's a rapper who speaks French and English in the same song, mm. I'm more likely to listen to that all the way through because I can muddle my way through a bit of French, kind mm. of. Yeah. Like I can, <laughs> a little bit. I feel like yeah. I can pick up the sense of what they're trying to yeah. say. And if there was such thing, well, there probably is such thing as German rap or German, I reckon I could probably pick up that because I did German I think I could probably work out what they Mm. were saying. But when it comes to K-pop and things like that, I really struggle because I don't speak the language. I've never spoken the language and I've got no idea what they're saying. So, and for me, the words are really important, like words are really important for music. So I want to understand and I want to know. Yeah. So it's just not, it's not accessible to me. Yeah. Yeah. I almost lose interest in it. For me, because I don't tend to really pay attention to the lyrics straight away anyway, I'm just there for the vibes, <laughs> listening to what's going on. But the thing is, again, as I said, like I'm 100% guilty of that, 100%. But I think the more you just get used to it, the more you just are like, you know what? There's some words in English, cool. But the rest of the time, I have no idea what you're saying, but what's I'm that? vibing. What's that? Is it a girl band? That's a K-pop girl band that's around quite a lot at the moment. Uh, Blackpink. Pink black, black pink. Yes, I think I know. I don't yeah. know. So a couple of those tracks come up on my release radar, and I've listened to those. Mm. So maybe it's just like one just thing at a time. Into it. I just yeah. To, but yeah, I I do really struggle, and I tend to, especially sometimes I can get uh, like almost overwhelmed. Yeah. And that's just with sounds in general. I think that's part of the tinnitus and stuff like that. I can get really overwhelmed by an annoying sound. I saw a thing on Instagram the other day about ending the trauma when you finish cooking by turning the extractor fan off because that is so triggering. Like that's, I hate the extractor fan so much, (laughs) but it really, really messes with my ears. And yeah, I think maybe 
if it's if it's causing me too much yeah which I understand I get frustrated because yeah. I can't understand it I really want to know what this <laughs> well again I'm just they could be, they could be reading they could be reading a blooming recipe or a shopping list and you just wouldn't know and I, I just want to know hey it's funky I enjoy it so <laughs> hey but again I think it's just we kind of live in a world where we're so kind of privileged in that sense of like you know having English kind of everyone accommodating us I think mm. so we're very I think there's more that they accommodate America than yeah you know what I mean but... English speaking in general like mm. you know they accommodate for us a hell of a lot so mm. it's just getting used to doing it the other way but I yeah 87 dance I really like so yeah this album is a win for me I like cool. it I look forward to hearing some of it well the songs that I liked were check in you're my cake and Tommy Cooper, which is featuring Kundi Panda. So my next one, right? Okay, okay, right. I'll read it out and then I'll, I'll, yeah. I don't know why I feel nervous. <laughs> you feel nervous. <laughs> so before this episode started, I said, "Jess, you wait. I've made a right dick of myself, and I can't wait to tell you how much of a dick of myself I've made." But. Yeah, so here it is. So what the next album that I listened to this month was Janet Jackson Discipline, the deluxe edition. Okay. 24 songs, one hour and one minute. Annoying. <clears throat> that is not why I've embarrassed myself. The next bit is why I've embarrassed myself. So this is actually a, an album. It's a re-release of an album from 2008. Okay. The only additional track is a remix of the song Feedback, which I felt... Like I knew when I was listening to it, but kind of was like, oh, maybe they've done that thing, you know, where they, like, maybe she's done that thing where they put an old song on yeah, a new album. Yeah. No, not at all. It's just a re-release of an old album that I've never listened to. Okay. <laughs> so it came off on my album, as a new, like a new album in my Spotify, yeah. which it is, because it is a re-release. <laughs> and I listened to it as though it was like a brand new, because I, I, I felt like the songs were familiar. Yeah. So the f- feedback, I kind of like, oh, I kind of know this song. And I initially wrote a scathing review. Oh, no. <laughs> so the songs and the production don't seem to have evolved from the golden era of r <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, But thank God I did my research. <laughs> well, actually, what you're saying then is, you know, it's very of its time. It's and- very of its time. Just doesn't hold up these days, but it's okay. <laughs> Even so, it is new to me, but it wasn't a winner despite my love for old school JJ. Um, I did discover three tracks that I liked Feedback, which I kind of knew. Um, and the, as I've said, the deluxe version includes a really good remix of it, So Much Better, which uses a Daft Punk sample, and The One, which features Missy Elliott. Okay. So, there you go. <laughs> Quick. <laughs> The throwback yeah just done a little throwback evie's birth year yeah i was busy crazy that's why i missed that album i was busy to be fair you know if it's on there as a new release which yeah. it it technically, technically is. is but i was literally scathing i was like it just sounds like old r&b she has not moved with the <laughs> she time has not moved on <laughs> she looks exactly the same which she probably does to be fair <laughs> So my next one is by Samia and it's called Honey. So it's 11 songs, 40 minutes, 6 seconds. So again, another one I am completely new to her. Um, But she's a singer-songwriter from New York and this is only her second album. So it has been classed, the whole project, as indie pop. But it has elements of folk, lo-fi synth, pop... So, yeah, I don't know if that's, again, like Neo Soul. I don't know if indie pop now is kind of if it mix in, you know. I just, I'll, I'll give up trying to work out what gen- genres are what. Yeah, it's hard, Just when it? I think I understand it, someone tells me what, what I've just listened to isn't what I've just listened to and it is, in fact, something else, which I've either never heard of or is a combination of, like, 12 other genres. And it goes back to this thing that we said before, like the genreless music but sorry carry on 
No, I agree. That's it. Because it's like, right, it's classed as indie pop. So I think I have an expectation in my head. And then I listen to it and I'm like, but it's, it's kind of like indie pop. sulky and lo-fi synth. But there's pop in there. Like, yeah. So I just think it's a mixture of all Merge. of those. But I have said, so if you are a fan of music like Phoebe Bridges, um, an artist similar to her, then this will be right up your street. I would say, though, it feels a bit more upbeat than Phoebe Bridges' music. So it's similar, but not quite as sad. Of a similar vein, but not a sad girl. I don't know. No, it still is sad girl. Okay, not as sad girl. Not as sad as Phoebe. Okay, she's not as sad as Phoebe. (laughs) This album really focuses on the lyrics and the story being told. It's very raw. The subject matter isn't exactly happy. In a pre-release note, Samia referred to the project as the product of learning to see the love around you. Oh, that's cute. So it's kind of like a nice message, but some of the songs are very, very sad. I can imagine this kind of being the soundtrack of like a really sad indie movie. Her voice, though, is beautiful. And throughout, she really showcases her ability, not only her vocal range, but also how versatile it can be. There, Yeah, so there are some lighter moments but the subject matter is still raw, but kind of gives you like a different perspective on dealing with whatever issues you're going through. So it's like one song, like she's talking about being really hurt and like revenge kind of thing. And then the next track is a bit more upbeat, basically being like, right, I'm just going to go out, drink, party, just to forget about my problems. Yeah. So yeah, there's different sort of parallels of how, you know, you're dealing with all the shit that you're going through basically yeah Yeah, it's one of those projects that is sad but at the same time is beautiful and there's moments in there that I think everybody can relate to it's almost like one of those albums where it's like you know in the past where I've listened to like teeny bopper like music and I'm like I can't relate to this because I'm not a teenager anymore yeah this album kind of feels like an elevated version of that Mm. like it's someone in their mid to late 20s still being like life what what do we do (laughs) like what am I supposed to be doing I mean I still ask that question every single day but yeah I just can't believe it's only her second album she really does sound like established and that she's really figured out who she is as an artist so very good so the songs I liked were charm you mad at me and honey nice okay so my final one I'll save the best for last. Obviously, I've had two kind of... Eh. Yeah. <sighs> I'm so excited. This, so my final one is Ray, My 21st Century Blues. It's 15 songs, 46 minutes and 52 seconds. And this is what I've written. Mm-hmm. Wow. Just wow. What an absolute goldmine of an album. Nice. So this album is seven years in the making. It was blocked by Ray's record label. And a couple of years ago, she went to Twitter to say that um, she'd been on a four album deal with the record company Polydor with music sat in folders collecting dust or given to other artists while she was, and this is her words, awaiting confirmation that she's good enough to release an album. I think I did see like either last year or the year before. It was 2021, yeah. She was really like, I remember seeing videos of her like in tears. Yeah. So shortly after she went to Twitter, she was released from her contract with Polydor. Uh, And if this album is anything to go by, they will be feeling pretty fucking stupid right now because it's a modern classic. She not only wrote the majority of the album, but produced it with support from other producers. But she was, you know, lead production in it. There's D&B vibes, soul, house vibes. She sings, she raps, as we know her to be able to do. And she certainly has got one hell of an ear for a hook. Like, Mm -hmm. she's just got it. The album speaks to the misogyny of the music industry. And then I'm going to just repeat a line from one of the songs, which is, all the white men CEOs, fuck your privilege. Get your pink chubby hands off my mouth. Fuck you think this is. That is pretty much sums up most of the album. (laughs) 
it talks about the disgusting men that took advantage of her. It's kind of a fuck their, fuck you to all of them and to all of the standards that female artists are held to, the standards that women are hold, hold themselves to because of the standards in, you know, in the world and social media and, and media in general. But it's also about being free, being able to make decisions, to choose love and to choose who touches her and yeah. about being true. To, to yourself and her being true to herself. She sums it up the best. So this is from her Spotify. She says, these songs were made by Ray for Ray. But within that, they're for everyone who's faced and overcome adversity. They're also anthems for other women in the industry or stuck in a cycle of misogyny. Jeez. Now, if that doesn't get you wondering about this album, I don't know what will. It just makes me so mad. It makes me really cross, but this album oh. is a great release for that. Good. <laughs> for how Good. cross. Favourite tracks I've written see whole album. <laughs> <laughs> but I have chosen four. Uh, Escapism, Ice Cream Man, Body Dysmorphia and Worth It. So we literally got a little Sims album that basically is kind of talking about similar things and now a Ray album. And I'm sure there's many more to come. Yeah, all of that. More power to them, or to us. Honestly, this album is amazing. I've listened to it loads. It's not the music that I would associate with Ian, but he absolutely loves this album. I said, have you listened to the work? Because he likes the beat and there's quite a few songs and beats. I was like, have you actually listened to what these songs are about? He was like, yes, it's disgusting. I cannot believe she has to put up with that shit. And I was like, oh, okay. Exactly. Wonderful. But you're like, good. I said, it's not just in the music industry. I just want you to know. It's everywhere. Everywhere we go. And then he gets to hear my rants for a little that's, while. That's what I do to Ash all the time. Yeah. He probably thinks, fucking hell, here we go. What side are off this time? Again. So you listen to that Ray album and you're going to be like, oh my gosh. <laughs> but yeah, it's brilliant. I've listened to it several, 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 several times. It's just an amazing album. I love it. Yeah, I will add that to my to listen list. Yeah, that sounds good. Cool. Heavy just need shit. a second to just <laughs> digest. <sighs> Take it in. Take it in. Let it sit. Breathe. Move on. Um, so my last album is obviously the one that I've been speaking about for like the last 10 years no I'm joking Um, Paramore this is why 10 songs 36 minutes 16 seconds so you know I said 10 years well five and a half years to be exact we've been waiting five and a half years we've been waiting for a new album yep so you can see why i was getting excited so yeah they basically took a five-year hiatus which they just basically needed to take as a band you know just take that time they didn't split up but they were like we're just going to take as much time as we need and just do what we need to and then covid happened and then you know we got two Haley albums out of that so anyway this is their sick studio album we already knew from the singles released we were getting a different type of Paramore album, which they've always done throughout their career anyway. Like, a lot of the years, like, they'll release something and then the next one, it just, they develop, they change. Yeah. Love into different influences. And this whole album is more of a mature, alternative rock kind of vibe. There's elements of sort of post-hardcore for me too. And... Again, as I've said about a thousand times, there's a lot of British influences throughout. I was thinking about, right, put it into my own words, like how I've taken the album, but they did post on social media just this kind of bullet point of like what the album is. So I thought I would just read that. If within the last five and a half years, you felt such experience, sensations of agoraphobia, righteous rage, confused about the difference between selfishness and self-preservation, complete and utter apathy, cabin fever, deep-seated vengefulness, moral superior... I can never say this word. Superiority. Yeah. Said it. Well done. Dissociation. Disassociation. 
disbelief at the inconsistencies of the American English language, American Psycho, Revelation, nostalgia for things you've not yet experienced and did not know you were, did not know you even wanted to, Resignation. Then oh boy, do we have an album for you? <laughs> so I just thought, yeah, yeah. I can't really All like of that. every single that. one. There's no anything else to say about the themes and I just think it is refreshing to know that these people are human and question everything about life and themselves as much as we normal people do you know for a band that have been well I think they said that they've been friends for like 20 years and I think seeing them grow and now that they're in their 30s again still kind of questioning life you're still it makes you feel better about yourself because you're like okay I mean if these people that we put on a pedestal are questioning everything mm. then I don't feel so bad about me not having my shit together no right. I've definitely not got my shit together and I'm old <laughs> but yeah in terms of themes take that as you will but in terms of the music it has a strong start and it has a hell of a strong end as well I think on the first listen and this is a fault of my own again because I don't listen to words straight away I there were some songs that were like following the same structure so I think because it's such a quick album as well I mm. kind of got to the end and I was like oh not like disappointed but I was like oh that's it and then I obviously just went back picked up on things that I missed on that first time and just blew me away like yeah, it definitely was my problem, not a paramour problem. It's me. <laughs> I'm the issue. It's me. Um, I just think Haley's vocals are incredible as always. But again, she was kind of trying different things. She goes from like this monotone stuff to like these really cool like squeals. I don't know how else to describe it other than that. Yeah. I love how funky this album is. The melodies are chef's kiss. Um, I just love that they're always pushing the boat out and always trying to improve and develop as a band while still staying true to like the Paramore sound and who they are. I, I just feel like with every album, they just get increasingly better and better. And I just, how how do you do that? Um, so yeah, I just can't wait to hear some of these songs live. I'm potentially going to cry. Who knows? Who potentially. Knows? Potentially, yeah. And I listened to it too, and I very much enjoyed it. I'm not normally a Paramore full project person, but the last two albums I've listened to all the way through and very much enjoyed. This is not an exception to that. I really liked the like the British influences mm-hmm. in it. I thought they were really cool. Um, and what's more, was Ian listened to it before me. Yeah. And told me how much he loved it. Yeah, which is crazy. Which when you said that to me, I was like, what? Confused okay. me. Yeah, but he very much enjoyed it and was very excited to discuss it nice because we like do that. that when we listen to the same albums yeah. although we had a whole discussion about the Ray album today and I was just like have you actually listened to this <laughs> because he didn't realise yeah. that one of the songs was dancey I was like what do you mean oh okay <laughs> did you not hear that did you not um, hear that in your amazing headphones that you bang on about all the time? But, but yeah, yeah sorry. Back I to think Paramore. that says amazing. a lot as well. Yeah, though. I do. That's, I think, not that it's more accessible. Because I don't know if it would be, because this isn't as poppy as their previous no, stuff. No, no, that's what I mean. So I was a bit like, oh, I don't really know why it is that he's, he, he's obviously heard some songs on like Release Radar or mm. something that have caught his ear and... I think they're just really good at, as I was saying, like it's really funky, but the melodies are really like catchy. Yeah. And not to put a whole stereotype on like the alternative scene, but sometimes you don't necessarily get that. It's more like the pop punky side. So yeah, I just think it's incredible how they just come together um, and just how, how. How do they make stuff this good? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Yet. But yeah, no, not disappointed at all. I just think, yeah, incredible. Love it. So my favourite songs were This Is Why, obviously, because I, I still feel like that holds up so well and it's an amazing start to the album. Running Out of Time, 
and figure eight, which that one really feels to me like it has a royal blood kind of feel to it. It's my favorite one on the album. I didn't expect them to go that heavy, which I know it sounds a bit silly, but I was like, yeah, this blow me away. Yeah, uh, this is this is why I'm figure eight were my two are my two favorites mm-hmm. off the album. Definitely, so good. I love you and I'm seeing them in April I know I know you're gonna go you're gonna have such a good time I can't believe it's April I know so close I know (gasps) well I thought this was gonna take ages for this album to come out but it's here already so you know it'll be April and I'll be dancing my problems away all of them (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> hopefully we'll see. Uh, so singles okay so my first single is so it's jonah yano and bad bad not good yeah. and the song is called the ordinary is ordinary because it ordinarily repeats nice say that quick because i can't i can't even say it slow so i heard this Spotify recommended it to me and then I realized that it actually comes from an album which was released last month but I haven't actually got around to listening to it yet but this actually was produced by Jonah and Bad Bad Not Good it's just a jazz track cool but it's really surprising because I think listening to some of like Jonah his other stuff there are elements of that, but this fully just goes in and it seems like this album is kind of of a similar vein that it's bad, bad, not good, have had like an influence and really chucked in like these jazz vibes. But that's really it. It's just jazz, but it sounds really good it's to just me. jazz. It's not just jazz. It's good. <laughs> um, but that's basically how, I don't know what else to say about it. It's jazz. Just jazz, isn't it? So my first single is Oh Baby, which is Nathan Dore, Brucey, Bishop, and Isaac Cross. It's basically a dance banger that uses OSV sample. Do you know that song? What's that one? Oh, I'm going to have to play it to you, aren't I? Because I can't (laughs) recreate it. I love that song and I really like this version. Yeah, it's really good. don't think I know that, but I, I will listen to it. It's still dancing. I can see if it was playing. Yeah, because I'm just in my mind. It is. Yeah, it's a banger that's been seeing me through this week. Nice. And apparently, so Brucey Noah really loves one of his songs. Hunter really loves one of his songs. So I just can't avoid him at the moment. Okay. It's not a bad thing. They're all catchy. They're so cool. Although one of Hunter's favorite songs at the moment is Candy Shop. Oh God. It was really inappropriate. Um, and it's such a good song, though. It was a good song, but it's so inappropriate. But he had it on in the car when Noah was with them. And so Noah keeps asking me to put Candy Shop on. And Ian's like, no, absolutely not. Whereas I'm a bit more open to it because I'm just like, he doesn't know what it means. Like, I think of all the songs we sung as kids. That... That's what I was just about to say. Think of all of them that yeah, we... I kind of like, okay, yeah, all right. We won't let me listen to that then. Just when daddy's not home. <laughs> Maybe. I'll put the Bangra remix on so he doesn't know. My next one is by Malik Baptiste. Okay. And Snow Allegra. All nice. to know. So Malik Baptiste is um, a Grammy award winning producer. He is credited on Ariana Grande's Sweetener album for the song Better Off. Okay. So that was really cool. And yeah, this is just a great R and B slash rap track. It's soulful but has a really great beat. And Snow Allegra's voice, as always, is beautiful. Malik shared so he said, when I left home, I did so quietly and without many updates on why or what I've been up to. Replaying this message of love through snow I've set out to reconnect with my loved ones and propel myself forward into goals I've set for myself. So, yeah, this song is basically about him kind of, yeah, that journey of just, like, leaving to pursue his dreams and all of that kind of stuff. So, yeah, the production mixed with both Malik's and Snow Allegra's performances is great. Just a really great collaboration. You know when you just hear, like, a rapper and a singer come together and they just go so well together? This is this track. And again, nice. Snow Allegra, I love her. She, her voice is amazing. It is beautiful. 
So my next one is Mama Mama's Eyes by Mete. So she is a dancer. She is the dancer from NERD Riri Lemon video. Oh, yeah. cool. So that is her. She's also a model and an actress, and she released her first single in 2021. I've not listened to it yet, but it's on my list on my list to listen to. So this is only her second single. It's a really beautiful track with kind of a dance hall dance vibe if that makes sense yeah and it talks about the unconditional love of a mother slash mother figure oh yeah it's cute i like it so you relate to it you're like yeah of course because i am an amazing mother figure (laughs) yes you are being deadly serious (laughs) i was genuinely just complimenting you because i'm a love you nice sister you are really nice sister um so (laughs) thank you my next one is dreamer Izioma, Fuck the World is the song. We've spoken about them a few times. They're one of those artists that kind of blends between different genres. So genreless. Genreless. So yes, this track has elements of soul and R&B. The guitars are sleek and one of the main components that just blends with her great vocals. Okay. As you can tell, this song is about not giving a fuck because, quotes, the world is going to blow up anyway. So. Fair point. Live every day as it comes. And yeah, no, looking into it, this release introduces Princess Forever, a character that acts as an extension of Dreamer, who is a fearless leader of a resistance group known as Wasted Island Youth from the planet Terra 2000. So I'm guessing this means a new project soon. Sounds like it, doesn't it? Yeah, I'm very much looking forward to that really like the singles you know that i've heard previously hence why i've spoken about them a few times so yeah it'd be good to listen to a whole project so yeah i look forward to seeing what happens cool so my last one is called do it right it's by girlhood and aurora it's reminiscent of a kind of late 90s dance tracks okay nice. i've got a late 90s dance track dance track vibe from it um there are two us two artists who i've not heard of until now but i'm loving aurora's voice is really strong and beautiful and girlhood are responsible for the track so that kind of 90s vibe and i'll be definitely looking into them a bit more nice yeah. what i love like a 90s dance vibe yeah it was proper that's what it put me in mind of when i listened to it so my last single is Nia Archives and the song is called Conveniency. So I definitely know of Nia Archives before. I don't know if I've ever spoken about her on the podcast. I know I've sent you a track. Probably. But yeah, she's basically a producer, singer, songwriter. She always blends together elements of hip hop, soul, jungle, a great mix of different things. Um, And that's why I kind of like anytime I hear a track from her because it almost is like one minute you get like a drum and bass jungle vibe and then the next is a bit more like hip hop, R&B style. And yeah, this song is no different. It's a bit more of like a mellow jungle beat with her vocals over the top. And it's basically about not being another option for someone and telling yourself and everyone you're better than that. Yeah, we like those kind of vibes. Because it's true. We aren't just a conveniency for people. But she's apparently dropping an EP in March. So I'm really looking forward to that. So, yeah, that's it. Sounds like one to watch. Record of the month. So my record of the month is Ray. (laughs) Obviously. Black Mascara. I've spoken enough about the album. This is my favorite track from that album that's an absolute banger and the the kind of vulnerability of the song against the uh, like a house beat is just amazing it's such a good contrast and a just an amazing song yeah i really love it so is this the one that you were talking about with ian earlier or no yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. that is the one nice No, I definitely will be listening to that. I cannot wait to hear it. I think I'm going to enjoy it. Cool. So my record of the month, it's not Paramore. I thought, right, this is, that would be way too cheeky. I'm shook up. Instead, I opted for another song that I have been listening to nonstop. So it's Della Soul. I know. Dave or Dove sadly passed away today. Or there was news. They'd passed away, which is just 
heartbreaking. And I think, you know, all of this build up to finally getting their whole music catalogue on streaming services. And he sadly passed away at the age of like 54, which that's no age. And this song is great. Um, It's great hearing songs that I've never heard before from them. And this is like an out and out love song. It's made up of samples of Sitting on the Dock of the Bay by Otis Redding. There's whistling that they use throughout the song that is from that track. Um, They also use the Mad Lads Make This Lady, Young Lady Mine, which is the guitar and horn. And then Steely Dan's Peg is the backing beat and some of the backup vocals for the chorus as well. So, yeah, very sad. So sad. But it's so amazing that you're getting to hear music you've never heard before. Like, I think I might take it for granted because obviously... I listened to the CDs. <laughs> you had it when, you know, you were younger, yes. When I was a youngster. Yeah. But I think that's one of the magical things about music is that, you know, even with that Janet Jackson bloody album you were saying <laughs> earlier, thing is, though, like, nobody can ever hear every single bit of no. music that's ever been released. So, you know, even if it's come out today or it came out 20 years ago, 30 years ago, it's still new to us. So it's, you know, getting to experience that music for the first time. Yeah, I, I again, just think ma- uh, music is a magical thing. Hence really why is. we do this podcast. Because yes. I don't know the technicalities of it, but I know it makes me feel things. <laughs> <laughs> That's true enough, I agree. Makes feel things. The music makes me feel the things. Honourable mentions. Yes. So the first thing that I would like to talk about is the halftime show from the Super Bowl. Obviously, Jess has already touched on it, being that she stayed up and watched it last night, and it's slightly five day. Super rock and roll. I just went to bed. But I watched the halftime show this morning, as soon as I got back from the nursery run, and I was literally like a giddy child. I was, like, watching it and just like, oh! I wish I was there, I wish I was there, I wish I was there because it was every banger like it was all just bangers and like bits of bangers really, like you'd hear the track for one and then she just went into a different song and that was really mm. cool, obviously there was lots of speculation as soon as the camera zoomed out people yeah. speculating that she was pregnant and I think it was yeah. trending like Super Bowl, it was like pregnant 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 was like a hashtag that was trending i went on to twitter after because obviously i'm glued i want to watch it i don't want to miss anything i tried to open twitter up and then i saw that it was like trending but it just wouldn't open so i was like it broke twitter Twitter. (laughs) um and it's quite apparent that she was she is pregnant during that and she afterwards no like said that she is like she wasn't moving a lot she was she wasn't really getting into the choreo which normally like previously she would have been all over that choreography oh 100 percent 100 percent down on the floor grinding and she wasn't she still pe- killed it people, though. She still killed it, but I've still seen people moan about it. Like she didn't move enough. Like, oh, shut up, she's pregnant, look at her. No, but what was confusing me was that people were questioning it. They were like, oh, she might be pregnant. And I was like, she's made yeah, it she very is. fucking clear that yeah. she's pregnant. Did you she's not literally see she's got a whole thing? <laughs> she's got a whole bit that's pointing to her belly, like in her outfit. It was mental. So, but honestly, just people kept saying, well, because she might be. And I'm like, did I watch something different? I'm yeah. confused. I don't know. As I, soon as it came on, I was like, oh, she's pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> and then I thought, oh, God, have I missed an announcement somewhere? Yeah. It, I thought it was really good. And anyone that I've spoken to mm-hmm. has who's watched it has, has agreed and, and felt those feels that I felt. What I'm annoyed about, like the amount of negativity around it, you know, there's the same same people as last year piping up with, I want to see, insert name of old rock band here, and I just time's evolving this is what's you know these are the people that that people want to see now like deal with it I just I don't know it really infuriates me because again we don't want Metallica no they're not relevant anymore I want Steel Panther I saw someone talking about Steel Panther who are just what (laughs) 
Anyway, yeah, sorry, I'll... Uh... Well, then the, the other thing about that is that, you know, when you go on to, like, Microsoft, mm. like, when you go onto the search engine and stuff like that, this news article caught my eye. Yeah. Because I was furious. Um, <clears throat> so the, the head, so it's uh, an opinion by Mike Freeman at USA Today, and this is the line. You're, gonna, you're about to get cross, so I'm just going to give you that trigger warning right now. Mm. Super Bowl 57 is the blackest, most woke Super Bowl ever. Sorry, haters. <laughs> Honestly. Why are people the way that they are? Why are the people this me. way? I just... <sighs> it's just the fact. This is the most racist article I've read in ages. So... Uh, the black is most woke super. Can't believe I wrote that since this is Republican NFL. But here we are. Started again. Started by again featuring the black national anthem, lift every voice and sing. And uh, then there's a whole bit about how Rihanna performed halftime, despite saying she would never perform in the Super Bowl because of the way NFL treated Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, and um, protesting players. She was black, and make no mistake, Rihanna is one of the blackest, proudest performers of our time. But wait, it get gets blacker. Honestly, this is written on the How? Inter- like what? This wasn't the super the Super Bowl. This was Wakanda, and then it just Are goes you on. Fucking Honestly, me. it goes on, and I was literally I can't read anymore because I just got so cross reading that bit. I actually feel the rage in my face right now. <laughs> yeah. Because it's just so offensive and you don't need to be like that. Mm-hmm. Again, just because maybe you don't like that type of music or, you know, whatever the fuck it is, just don't be hateful like that. It's so unnecessary. And, like, to live your life like that, it's just exhausting. I know. It's bullshit. It, honestly, it was just making me so cross. And the fact that it came up on a, like, a, yeah, you know, Wizards Pass with all the... Like yeah. bits of news you might be interested in. I was interested in it for all the wrong reasons, like awful. But let's get back to the good stuff. Riri did amazing. Oh, the sass. Oh, again, even though she was pregnant, that stank she face she was doing was immense. And then when she did, oh, honestly, I was a bit teary when she did diamonds at the end and she was stroking yeah. her belly. I think I she know. tried. I think there were points where I saw where she was trying hard not to. Yeah. But then I think that song is so emotional. Anyway, for me, it's really emotional because Evie sang it. Yeah. It was like one of the first like, popular songs I remember her singing. Yeah. That brought me to tears, like properly brought me to tears. So I always get emotional when I hear that song anyway. Yeah. But then to see her like stroking her belly, yeah. I was just like, oh, this is adorable. I think it just, yeah, was so good. I think, unfortunately, with the Super Bowl halftime show, there's a lot that obviously comes with that. And you can't make everybody happy. If you're doing too much, people are complaining. If you don't do enough, people are complaining. But at the end of the day, it's about the music and the performance. She smashed it. She did banger after banger. I mean, starting with, bitch, better have my money. Are you joking? If that didn't say everything, I was like, <laughs> hell yeah, she's getting that paycheck being at this fucking Super yeah, Bowl. I love it. it. And I love that she's claiming that. Like, Oh, yeah. Immense. It just reminds you how many fucking bangers she yeah, has. So many bangers. And I think there was loads. That I was like, oh, it's a shame she didn't do that. Yeah. It's a shame she didn't do that. But that just speaks. Yeah. I think there was also this, pr- not pressure, but I think people were expecting other people to come out. Yeah. I know one of the complaints well, was... expecting that, though? She's the halftime show. Because she did all of the lights, people were like, oh, so that's a Rihanna song now. Well, Kanye's problematic. We don't really <laughs> care about him anymore. He's problematic. That's probably the nicest thing anyone said about him. We're just trying to keep it, you know... There's been a lot of yay hate on this podcast previously. We're just trying to keep it, you know. But who cares? It's Rihanna. She is the star. We don't need these men coming out and stealing the show. It's about Rihanna, okay? Well, going from one music-related topic to another, we've had the Grammys, we've had the Brits recently. So, as a big spoiler, again, if you've been hiding under a rock, Beyonce and Harry Styles seem to have won very big 
Mm. at both the Grammys and the Brits. So I just wanted to go through some of the the winners of the Brits. So the first one that was announced was Best Hip Hop Slash Grime Slash Rap Act. Do you know who won it? Oh, is it going to make me cross? It's Manchester's finest, don't you know? (laughs) (laughs) H won that. Beyonce got International Artist of the Year. Oops. Best dance act was Becky Hill. Okay. Best pop slash r and This annoyed me. So best pop slash R&B act. Very different, but okay. Harry Styles won that, by the way. You're grouping pop and R&B together. Doesn't make any sense. Best new artist. Wet Leg won, didn't they? Um, Harry got the Artist of the Year as well. International Group of the Year was Fountains DC. Group of the Year, Wet Leg. So they got a couple of... um, International Song of the Year was Beyonce, Break My Soul. Best Rock Slash Alternative Act was the 1975. Song of the Year was Harry Styles, As It Was. And then Producer of the Year was David Guetta. <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm genuinely trying to think. What has he done? I well, I don't know. A lot to get producer of the year, apparently. Okay. Um, but I just wanted to say also, Wet Legs acceptance speeches. They are fucking nuts. They're crazy. I like that. Sometimes you know, to make great music, you got to be a bit crazy, right? I mean, so. that's true. That's what I genuinely believe. And then that was it, really. I mean, yeah, I feel like the Grammys and the Brits, I think we've spoken about this before, are very, um, maybe not staged is the right word, but yes, I feel like there are certain people that are obviously there to, you know, get some attention, bring the views in. Yeah. That's the little yearly update. Yearly update. Thank you so much. Okay. (laughs) Um, So the last thing I want to talk about is just a quick one, really. It's about the Red Hot Chili Peppers. They've sold out an arena and stadium tour, but there was loads of people. There was an article about loads of diehard Red Hot Chili Peppers fans vowing that they're never going to go and see them perform live ever again. Oh, I saw a video a while ago. Oh, no, I tell you, it was, oh, it was not good. Well, no, essentially, they've been moaning because they didn't do enough old stuff. I mean, I looked at the set list, because I'm a nerd, Mm. and the set list had some old, not old, old, but a few old ones on there. But it's the stadium tour for the new album, so what do you expect? What do you That's expect? Like yeah. Me going to see Paramore and being like... Oh my God, they didn't do anything from their first album. Oh my God. You know, even though they've just released a brand a brand new yeah. album. Yeah. Um. So it was just really that. It caught my eye because I was just... Yeah. Like just people... It's like... It, I think it goes back to that whole gatekeepy thing again. Yeah. Like almost like the bands owe the fans from way back when which they do in terms of popularity but they don't like if they're promoting Mm. a new album the whole arena and stadium tour is about the new album then I would personally expect it to be full of songs from that album yeah I totally agree I think um you know, you have to go in expecting that they're going to play new stuff because they can't just play old stuff all the time. It would be a special show if they did. I don't know, people are weird. I don't get it. But saying that, though, even from when they fucking did the halftime show, they sounded awful. I literally saw a video the other day. Uh, Honestly, I would be pissed if I was at that show and I paid all that money to see them and they were performing like that. Oh boy, I would be like, no, I want my money back. Yeah, and I think that's pretty much what's happened. But then there are other people who I've seen reviews from who are like, yeah, actually, I loved it and I'll definitely see them again 10 out of 10. So, going for the vibes, obviously. I mean, I know I wouldn't be booking any ticket anytime soon from that video, Jesus. I mean, they've always been on my list of to see but not so much anymore no, I don't 
saying I'm very good life. You don't want to waste your money. Mm, that is so sad. Right. So that's a wrap. That is. So that's a wrap. As always, you can catch all of our information on our website, which is pumpupthejampodcast.com. Mm-hmm. On there, I have a link to all of our playlists, every episode we've done. We'll also... There's a playlist that will accompany this that is just mentions all of the songs that we have mentioned as we've gone along. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll also provide for you your March playlist to see you through what I think is like almost spring. We'll get I was there. just about to say, like, like, this is spring vibes now, yeah, surely. Yeah, this is how I'm feeling. That's how we're approaching it. I'm excited. And there's also a little bit of information on there about us. So, yeah, check us out. Yeah. Come speak to us. It's got links to our social media. Come chat. Come talk to us. Yeah. Slide into those DMs. You're invited. Exactly. Let us know what you've been listening to. Have you listened to anything that we've spoken about this month? Has anyone else been caught out by the whole Janet Jackson album? Exactly. Let us know. (laughs) (laughs) Or is it just out? (laughs) Probably just me. And that's it. Another month. Done. Done. Finished. Finito. As always, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you. We love you. Yes, we do. Well, peace. (laughs) Bye. Bye.